You're listening to a DM podcast. Hello and welcome back to Beyond the Likes. You are with your host, Amy Gerard. I am in the studio today. We're, we're, um, we're vibing a professional. Pro- we're professionals today, right? And um, <laughs> so. we are with, and by we, I mean I, I am with a very special guest. His name is Ashley. Mm-hmm. We are more than just friends. <laughs> we're not rooting though. Um, we are related. He is my cousin. He is the nephew of Big B. And what line, what number cousin are you in line? I don't even know. Maybe you're about. Oh, I haven't put down the. I know we haven't done the math, have we? <laughs> so Ashley Cop, say hello. How are, how are you? Yes, hello. It's a pleasure to be here. <laughs> I don't really know what we're going to be in for over the next hour, but I'm sure sparks will fly. Yeah, I've um <laughs> I've given him absolutely nothing, no show notes. Uh, we're just going to be flying from the seat of our pants. You uh, also went out last night. I did. So I probably couldn't have had a worse preparation. You, I <laughs> I actually think sometimes coming in here hungover is, is it makes it makes for a really good chat, right? Well, the last podcast I went on, I did exactly that, and it worked out okay. So maybe I thought, let's uh, you know stick with that theme. So how many hours <laughs> sleep did you have last night? No more than three. Is that um, Ashley has recently just entered into a new relationship? Is that right? Well, it's probably getting ahead of ourselves to call oh, it a relationship. Shit. In case she listens to this, right? <laughs> You're coming on too keen. Okay, so you've met a lovely girl from Sydney. Yeah, yeah. So uh, still early days. Early days. Yeah. But yep. you know what? You say you're but. moving fast, but I moved very fast with Ryan as well. Yes. Like before you know it, you could blink and she could be pregnant in like <laughs> in five months' time. <laughs> well, yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so let's not put things in the universe just yet. Sorry, let's hope she doesn't listen to this. But if she does, Ash Ash really likes you. I don't even know her name. <laughs> <laughs> so can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose I'm probably a little bit of a tough one to categorise um, yeah. because on one hand I have a background in health yeah. uh, where I'm a physio where I really like enjoy, I'd say health is like my biggest passion. Yeah. Um, I enjoy just like reading, learning, all things health. Yeah. And then obviously going one step further and trying to embody all of that as well, look after my health. I think as a health professional, it's quite important to do so. Yeah. And then I like sharing a lot of that knowledge as well. So then I have like a um, an Instagram page where I share a lot of that stuff. Philosophical? Is it philosophical, Ash? No. The philosophical physio. Oh, the yeah. philosophical. So wait. Everyone, you- everyone kind of, I didn't realise it was such a tough one to get out, but everyone <laughs> seems to jumble on it. Did you finish year 12? Yes. And then did you go to uni or TAFE or anything? Yeah, straight from uh, high school into uni. And what did you do there? That's when I went straight physio. into physio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And you finished your degree and did you Yeah, finished a- my degree. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> did you get a job as a physio? I did. I did. So I started working uh, for probably like six months yep. in just like your typical private practice. And to my surprise, I actually found it quite boring and dull. Yeah. Just the typical nine to five grind. And then all of a sudden, I was just seemed to be lacking like uh, motivation energy, inspiration, and it really took me by surprise because I've just done this degree that took me five years. Yeah. And then I've entered into the workforce and I'm like, well this is Wow. Not, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well this is quite underwhelming. <laughs> so then I took a bit of a, a bit of a pivot yep. with things. Because I was doing disability support work at the back end of my degree. Yeah. And for those that don't know what that is, it's kind of people who are on the NDIS have like a disability of some sort. Yeah. And then you just be, uh, I suppose, like their support worker and help them in whatever activities that they enjoy doing. Yeah. I think I've got a friend of mine who <coughs> does it. So like you, she takes them to the park and she she gets them out and about. Mm. Is that kind of what you do? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty simple activity. So whatever it may be, just going for a walk, getting coffee, taking them to the gym. Um, just just activities out. that they enjoy doing. So oh, nice. 
I quite enjoyed that element because I would say like with physio, you'd be working on trying to improve like a joint or a muscle. And that would be like, you know, a little bit rewarding. But when you're working with someone uh, and spending a lot more time with them, Mm -hmm. then you're working on them as a person. Yeah. um, And I feel like you have a greater impact on their life overall. And I personally found that a lot more rewarding. Yeah, Rather than just like 15-minute consultations where someone would come in, you'd do like the same thing and then off they go and it's the next person, next person. It's a little bit less personal, I felt. Absolutely. And if with these people with disabilities, you're making you're making their day better, you're making their life better on a whole. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. I understand how that would be so much more rewarding. Yeah. Did you used to work in a hospital did you go down a route with children at one stage? That was while I was at uni. Oh, uh, when you were doing like prac? Yeah, placement at Sydney Children's Hospital. Oh yeah, so and is that like close by. Like what kind of situations would you be looking after there with a child? Like or I guess observing at that stage, right? Yeah, I suppose you would probably know as like, you know, a, a mother a of three. Yep. Hitting like your developmental <clears throat> milestones and when they're kind of like oh, delayed. Yes. Like, okay, trying to figure out why they're delayed. and What would a physio do to help a child? Well, f- funnily enough, there's actually quite a bit. It, I, know, I, know, I, I like, don't think I, I realised that before I did this place myself. No, and I don't, <laughs> e- I don't realise that either, but, like, I know a lot of mums take their kids to see a chiropractor, mm. which, I mean, I think that's quite a controversial move, but, mm. like, a lot of mums swear by it. Yeah. Like, they, it helps with reflux and stuff like that, and I'm yeah. like, wait, cracking yeah. bones, what? Yeah. Well, <laughs> I suppose even if you have, like, um, you know, toys set up on one side of the room in yep. a cot and the baby's head is tilted to that side and develops a preference then the kind of pressure that going on the back of their skull can develop like a oh. what's called plagiocephaly, which is like an odd-shaped head. And just little things like that you wouldn't even be aware about. And no, like, oh, I wouldn't. It's actually, um, and it's... so just trying to do like tummy time and uh, playing these games is so important for the child's <laughs> development. <laughs> you, If you and your girlfriend get knocked up in five months, you're all over this. Yeah. You're going to be a great dad. Um, we'll see how we go. <laughs> So this is uh, I really I really wanted to get you on because I think that you are a very interesting human being and you're you're a bit of an onion. There's many layers to you, right? Mm. So you finished school, you've done your physio degree. So I guess you've always got that to fall back on, right? I still am working as a physio. Okay. So kind of continuing on from that story that I was explaining, yeah, like sorry, working as a disability support worker. Yeah. But then I thought, well, I don't want my degree to be a complete waste of time. So I thought, how can I combine the two? And that's where I came up with the idea of being their support work, but then also also being their physio and able to combine those two services in one because if they have like a physical disability then exercise is a part of like their management so as well as just like doing the daily activities that they enjoy doing then I write up an exercise program for them take them to the gym and that's like their ongoing exercise management so that's cool yeah so I've kind of like done something completely different where I work I work for myself is that like have you created like your own business almost yeah yeah so that's what I'm doing currently I think as well being held accountable in any stage or any part of your life is so important. And for these people that do have disabilities, mm. if you're, are you going along with them to the gym? Yeah, yeah. So I'll be with them. I'll write up an exercise program and then uh, And then you take them. Yeah, carry it out with them. Yeah. So the whole, I suppose, dynamic of being able to work for myself and managing uh, your own schedule yep. is also quite good because I know that allows me to do something else. And this yeah. is where I was saying that it's quite difficult to perhaps categorise me into this one thing. <laughs> Because that would be my, my mm. you know, weekday job, whereas my weekend job yeah, is that I'm a stripper. <laughs> <laughs> so there we go. Boom, 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 <laughs> yeah. um, so let the cat out of the bag so there. So you do hens parties? I do a lot of hens parties. We're, we're not at touring stage yet, right? It's not like men, men down under. Yeah. No, there's a few different ways you can go about it. So yeah. there's I do privates and 
to be honest, that's like more of my focus. Privates as in like hens parties? Yeah. Okay. And you can go down the stage of doing like stage shows and choreography yeah. where it's all about... Um, Dance moves, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like Magic Mike. Exactly. Let me ask you this. How did you get into that? Did you Were you approached or was some of your friends doing it? Were they like, hey, it, well, you can make some serious coin doing this? Yeah, it, I probably just stumbled into it. Um, yeah. Again, um, it probably relates back to when I was at uni. I was yep. working in bars. Um, and I'd say that's when the journey started because then someone floated the idea of doing just like uh, topless top, waitering. Topless waitering. Yeah. And that was just like an easy yes. uh, transition to make because rather than just like working in a bar, take your shirt off, earn triple. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought... Uh, like when you're a uni student, you'll take whatever extra money you can get your hands on because I was sick of being povo. Yeah. So I thought, all right, sounds good. It's so um, <laughs> it's so funny because I just went to a hen's party up in Brisbane and there was a, a nude guy who like a nude, we did like this nude drawing and it, this dude rocked up and he got completely stark naked like yeah. his whole pork sword flopped out and everything but his day job was he was a nurse yeah well there and, you go but he was like i earn i earn like double my salary just flopping it out on the weekends for like two hours work yeah well i'll essentially double my weekly wage from that one day's work so and listen it ties in well and i think i am all for it i think it, it while you're young and you're attractive and you're maybe single well mm. whilst you were single <laughs> like you would be crazy not to jump on that train. Like, I want to know how your mum and dad took it. Well, funnily enough, right, I could actually say that they planted the seed. (laughs) (laughs) What? Yeah, you wouldn't expect that from from, from Auntie Megan. No. How did she she plant the seed? Well, I would say back when I was, like, 14, mum and dad used to take me to, like, risque dance shows and things like that. Um, What? Yeah. What's she into? I don't know. Oh. <laughs> okay. And even yeah. just like I we went out to dinner and they had like topless waitresses and like me having dinner with my parents while I was topless waitresses <laughs> as a 14 year old, I found so incredibly awkward. Uh, awkward. Yeah. And confronting for me at the time. But obviously they're comfortable around that kind of stuff, well, right? Well, they are. Yeah. I think they grew up in, I don't know, the, the swing 60s and <laughs> for their era, they kind of had like a lot of sexual liberation. Jesus Christ, your mum and dad are swingers, aren't they? <laughs> no. They're swingers, they 100% no. are. No. Big B, block your ears. They, they have instilled some values in me anyway. So when you did obviously approach them and were like, hey, mum, I'm going to do these things, and did you yeah. sign with an agency? Where I was going with that, to come back to it, I suppose where I was inspired, there was like a, a topless waitress when I was like 14, yeah. which like I said, was really awkward. But yeah. then I learned that her background, she was doing that, but while also paying for like her law degree. Yeah. And I actually thought I quite like that dynamic, yes. even like as a 14 year old, I yeah. recognise, you know, it's putting it to good use. Absolutely. And now I've kind of found myself doing the same thing, yeah. that like there's two elements, but I actually think they feed into each other. You might think like how they related, but I think if you're doing one thing that sort of ties into everything else that you're doing, because someone enabling um, and that's how I can justify it. I think it's fantastic. I mm. don't think that there's anything wrong with it. I think, you know, you've got your degree, you're doing some really fantastic work, you know, in the disability c- community. You've kind of set up, you set yourself up with your own little business and your own niche little thing that you've got going on and then you're also killing it and making girls real happy on the weekend <laughs> and earning, like, making bank, right? Yeah. Like, I feel like it's a win-win combination. Like, you're not going to be 40 doing it. No, no. You, Do it while I can. Do that's exactly I can. right. But what was um, the very first hens party you did? Was that, like, terrifying? It was, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, 
if I look back on it and were to do that now, it would mm. be so easy and I'd be so comfortable yeah. doing it. But at the time, it was probably the the like most I don't know forgettable, uh, <laughs> because, overwhelming yeah, experience. Yeah, really was. Well, yeah. I can just imagine because I I haven't been to a lot of hens parties lately, but like back in my back in my day, um, you know, a decade ago when all of my friends were getting married, we would go on like wild boys afloat or you'd go to these hens parties and there would always be a couple of women that, you know, ingested horny goat weed and they were salivating, right? Yeah. And and they were like dogs on heat for this like poor stripper. Like you always get a couple in a party who like take it too far or are reaching around for the penis <laughs> and like molesting this poor guy. When Whenever I'm out of a place, I mean, it's not very frequent these days, but whenever I feel like a stripper comes around, like I, I feel, I feel awkward for you, them. You hope it's not me too. <laughs> I, I would leave the room. I was telling Ash actually that after we had Steph's hens party, we've got like a group chat um, and we were just kind of chatting about how, you know, woeful our stripper was. He wasn't even a stripper. He was just a topless waiter. Mm. And then someone sent a video going, oh, my God, this was my girlfriend's hens party, way better stripper, and I've opened the fucking video, and it's my cousin, Ashley, <laughs> and it, you've got some purple dildo, and you're flapping it around some poor chick's face, and I was like, oh, um, that's my cousin. And they were like, no, it's not. And I was like, no, no, it really is. Yeah, that's I mean, funny. you had your pants on, so I was like, I would have had, had to, pants like, on at the time. I would have had to burn my phone if, it, if your <laughs> pants were off. But I want to know, like, I want some dirty goss. Has there, has anything gone down on any of the hen's nights? Like, have you ever, have you ever banged the bride? Uh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) How? Like, were her friends there? Were they trying to stop it or were they enabling? Well, it seems very bizarre. Um, And I suppose even what I've learned from being in this industry is that you can't always judge people through your own lens because everyone has their own, like, different values and agreements and things like that. Of course, yep. Um, But anyway, the story goes, I came in. um, It's just like, you know, where's a room that I can get changed and all set up? Um, And then this lady uh, took me to a room and then closed the door. But she was still in the room. (laughs) (laughs) And you were like, okay, my my rate's going up. And she was like, you can get changed here. I was like, all right, well... I guess I will. <laughs> and then she immediately made it a move on me. Um, so I suppose we, before I even did the strip. Um, did you even know at the point that she was the bride? No. <gasps> wow. And I came out of the room yeah. and I was like, okay, so which one's the bride that like I'm going to be having in like, you know, in the hot seat? And it was the one that was just in the room. <laughs> I was like, well, what? Oh, so There's a major spanner in the works. Yeah, so she'd obviously done it on the DL before anyone knew, right? Well, I think they were just swingers, essentially. They had agreement, basically, with okay. uh, uh, her and her partner, who yeah. could sleep with the stripper, like, first. Oh. And she was wasting no time. <laughs> yeah, wow, just straight in there. Yeah. Was she yeah. marrying a girl? No, another dude. Another dude, but yeah. he was obviously at his bucks with a stripper as well. Yeah. Because I've um, – this was ages ago, about 10 years ago, but I knew a guy who had a big bucks party and slept with a stripper on it. Obviously, all the dudes there knew and they were, like, sworn to secrecy and one of the guys went home and told his wife mm. and the wife rang the bride-to-be and the whole wedding got called off. Yeah. I mean, well, as that- most weddings would – 
It's so, funny you say that because there was even a time where I had an event that was going to be a hens, and about a week out, they changed to a divorce party. What? I'm like, oh, what sort of scandalous behaviour has unfolded here? What? And did they say? Yeah, well, it was a cheating scandal. <gasps> yeah. So straight from a hens. Oh my god! Right. Mm. Bef- wow. Yeah. So do so. you um have you learned like choreography? Uh, not so much because I don't really do have to do like on stage shows. And I'd say that opportunity has come up yeah. for me to uh, pursue, yeah. but I haven't necessarily taken it. I'm pretty content with just doing privates. Yeah. Um, because I feel as though then I can make my money and actually still keep it private. I don't need to kind of publicise it too much. I mean, yeah. here I am talking about it on a podcast. <laughs> <but>. <laughs> I mean, it's only going to go out to like 10,000, 15,000 people. Um, okay. So people can book you. You're through an agency. Also, like, if you want Ash for, like, a private show, they can mm. obviously slide into your DMs, right? Yeah. Well, the agency is Chiseled and Charms, so you can find me through there. Is what? Chiseled and Charms. Oh, shit. I thought you said Jism and Charmed. <laughs> Chiseled and Charmed. Chiseled and Charmed. Yeah, I'll Do speak more clearly. I mean, so people go onto the website. I actually think a lot of people would have been let down a lot mm. by these kind of websites. So the one that I just went to most recently, um, they got to pick which guy that they would that yeah. we, that would be coming. Yeah. And we were going through the photos, and he was by far the better looking guy. Yeah. And then when he turned up, like he just wasn't. We him. he looked like a Porsche, and he was like a Datsun. Mm. And I was like, what? Like that? That is not good marketing. Like it's if, a tough one to nail. Right, it is. But also, you'd almost want them. You'd almost want them to look worse, and then turn up and be like, "Wow." Yeah. Well, typically, what people do, they'll get photos and they'll get themselves in shape for that photo shoot, that's and right. that's, that's their profile. That's what gets them, you know, work. Yeah. But then they don't always maintain that all year round. Um, and to be honest, like it's, it is a bit of a challenge to maintain all year round. Like well, it's, it's it's a massive workload, really. Because you've um, got to always look good. You've always got to be training, and oh. your life revol- revolves around parties. And especially, I'll work full time during the week, and then we'll work on the weekend. And you're Jeez. still having to train because, like, if you're having to, I don't know, get your kid off. Yeah, exactly. You uh, can't be getting a beer gut. You no. cannot have a dad bod. No. Like no. Ryan could not be doing strippers at a, <laughs> stripping at a hen's party. I mean, yeah. maybe there's probably a market for it, mm. but. No. Yeah. So is are you oh, – I've just lost my fucking train of thought. I'm just thinking of Ryan stripping at a hen's <laughs> party. Do you – are you getting stark naked? I am. I am. Because I also do that uh, live drawing that you that you oh. went and saw in Brisbane as well. So there's a few services. There's oh, just like shit. topless waitering, there's live drawings and stripping. So it's quite funny, I suppose, when I have to do like a live drawing and it's the middle of winter. <laughs> it's not ideal. You got to strip it You're all off. Freezing cold. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, this guy who came in. I just prefer to like go travel in winter. Just get myself out of there because <laughs> I'm like, get me out of this embarrassing scene. The the guy that we were drawing last time, he was so skinny and he had this like third arm that is hanging between his crutch. But he was getting himself into the weirdest positions. Mm. He was doing like yoga poses. Yeah. Do they make you do yoga poses? Yeah, you try to make it entertaining. And does a lady come and do that with you? Yeah, because I'll often do like a few different poses, yeah, uh, like a few different rounds. Like it's not just I'm standing there naked and yeah. there's just like no energy in the room. Like you are still trying to do your best to like bring energy and entertainment. So yes. I'll do a few rounds. There'll be winners and losers for like a winner. I don't know. I'll get them to do like a maybe like a body shot or something like that. I'll get like a whip out for the loser. Give them oh. a spank <laughs> and just bring oh, some good entertainment uh, for like the final round. I'm like fully starkers and I'll get the hen yeah. and chuck her and doggy. Oh! <laughs> so, yeah. 
kind of sorry future husband i know um, yep and yep, then yep. it can be a little bit awkward when i also get it penetrate ex- the bride a what? bit excited yeah oh yeah <laughs> that's another well. thing right Cause, yeah because that definitely happens because imagine if like there's like a really good looking bunch of chicks and they're all like up in your business and stuff like it, it by nature like mm. you're gonna yeah yeah, yeah. And well then, i don't know what's more awkward like when i do just get a raging or <laughs> <laughs> or or when they ask me, like, do you ever get a raging? And I say, like, yeah, sometimes. But then to that person, I didn't. Because then it's kind of saying that, like, I don't find this very attractive. Yeah. So, like, yeah. So when that, could be, your... that could be taken, like like you said, insulted. Yeah. So when you don't technically have any days off, right? Pretty much Sunday, Does my recharge day. Do you ever get flown anywhere? Uh, I've done a couple jobs interstate. I've gone up to the Goldie a couple times. Yeah? Yeah. So. Um, have you ever had girlfriends throughout the period and, like, have they been okay with it? I have. I've been in one relationship before yeah. uh, while managing this. And, and it's, it is a pretty tough one yeah. uh, to, to navigate, I would say, because they have to be extremely, like, secure, secure. Um, mm. in themselves. And I, I had one that it went pear shapes <laughs> awfully. Quickly, um, because of the job that you do? Yeah, so, like, the situation unfolded, because typically what would happen, um, if I am going to do jobs, I would explain, like, okay, I'm going to be doing a job at this time, yeah. um, and then I'll message her, like, uh, when I finish. So then she knows what's going on. I'll provide updates, so yes. she's not wondering, like, oh, what's Ash up to? Yeah, I haven't yeah. heard from him. Yeah. So as soon as I finish a job, like, I'll provide an update. I finish, I'll be on my way home, and she'd yeah. like me to obviously come home and spend the night with her. Oh, I mean, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But there was, there was one where I got myself in a lot of hot water. There was the bride and one of her friends wanted to have a threesome with me. Oh, <laughs> So okay. when we were explaining earlier the story about, like, how I slept with the bride, that sounds scandalous at first, but then after like going into more of the background, it probably wasn't because I think it was an agreement between her and a yep. partner. Whereas I think this one was a, a lot more scandalous. More scandalous, yeah. Because it was the bride and a friend wanting yep. to have a threesome. And I guess for me, like it's pretty pretty enticing. A pretty well, <laughs> if they're a good looking <clears throat> bunch of chicks, right? Yeah. I mean, this is me being a you know, an open book sharing this on air. Yep. Anyway, then I get a, a phone call from my girlfriend at the time. Mm. As I'm on the phone to her, she's asking, like, where I am because it's been, like, 15 minutes after I finished. And then the bride comes out and says, Ash, you came back in to fuck us a lot. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh my God. And your and girlfriend my, heard that. Yeah. And yeah. so you broke up immediately. Well, pretty much the way it went is she said, you are not going back inside of them. So I didn't get a threesome. And then I went back to her and didn't get sex from her either, <laughs> obviously. And I the- mean, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. The fact that you were entertaining the threesome would have been, I would have dismembered you on the spot. And then we broke up shortly after. So oh, that, no. that was certainly, uh, you know. Well, that uh, you learn a tough lesson there, right? Yeah. But um, it, it would be, I mean, I don't know many women who would be okay. Yeah. Only because you could be the greatest guy ever, right? And you could really love your partner. But, like, when you've just got, like... There are a lot of just opportunities. That's there, what I mean. When you've really got are. opportunities and, like, just being thrown at you. Mm. Because I feel like a lot of women as well, they see like their hen's party is like, oh, they're one last hurrah. Yeah. Um, and so like they probably push the boundaries a little bit because they know it's like a cone of silence, like mm. you're not going to tell and, you know. Yeah. So uh, I can imagine that, you know, you might, when you do meet the right girl, you might have to yeah. well, part ways, maybe. Maybe. I think the way that I see it is if I were to come across like a female stripper, then my outlook towards that situation would be if they have so many amazing qualities 
then that would outweigh one thing in isolation. Yeah. And that's how I would view the situation. Really? So all I, all I would need is someone to reciprocate that mindset towards me. And sure enough, that's what I've recently come across. And yeah. So do you... <laughs> was, I, I don't think like I would fit into like the conventional relationship doing what I'm doing. Yeah, and no, that's, I, I don't think I, so. I think that's what I've struggled with in the past. Yeah. So I need someone obviously a little bit more open-minded. Funnily enough, this girl that I came across, right? Yep. Uh, because early days, I'm not, I'll just leave her name out just of it. Just like a... Seeing someone. Yeah. Yep. But she opened up to me pretty early and she was a little bit apprehensive to share this. And she goes, oh, like, I need to let you know that I'm bisexual. And Oh, so already open-minded. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically. And she's like, does that bother you at all? And uh, my response to that was... Fuck no. Fuck. <laughs> Were you like, well, actually, I get my dick out on the weekends. Well, I was like, well, the fact that you're onto chicks as much as I am, I was like, that's perfect. How can I say that as a negative? That's oh, my God, you guys should positive. be a double act. <laughs> yeah, so I think what I was getting at was um, yes. I needed something just like a little bit different to your conventional relationship, and then I feel like I've actually come across something. Yeah. So early days, but uh, early signs are looking good. This is good. I'm excited. Yeah. And um, you obviously got an older brother, Brinley, our cousin, He's a copper. Mm. He's recently just got into a relationship, hasn't he? Yeah. Or it's rec- quite funny because, yeah, I'll Didn't say you that. you try and pick my, her up or something? My, my brother is the real cop and then I'm the fake cop, so. <gasps> you could be like a double act. <laughs> I Brindley... don't think he'll be signing up for that. That's for <laughs> sure. Would Brindley never strip? I don't Fuck know. no. no he would... want nothing to do with it. So I'm dropping a few F-bombs. I don't know if that's allowed <laughs> no, on this. No, this is absolutely allowed. You can say whatever you like on this podcast. It's yeah. R-rated. I can elaborate on that story, actually, when you, you said um, about like, my brother's girlfriend. Yeah. Because there, there was this chick training at, at the gym. Yeah. 12 months ago. And I was like, man, she's smoking. Mm. Um, so that afternoon, I slid into her DMs. <laughs> Waste no time. <laughs> Waste no time. And she was just like a little bit reserved about it. Anyway, I went and told my brother. I was like, I you know, saw this smoking hot chick at the, at the gym. And I you know, made a move. And he goes, ah, well, I'm going on a coffee date with her tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> I was he like, beat you to he it. He beat me to it. It was about... 12 hours you know, ahead of me. Oh, you're kidding. So we both, we both made a move on the same chick and my brother was just uh, a little bit He just bit beat earlier. you to it. Yeah. But she, oh. she's really cool. I can uh, I can actually see her being my sister-in-law. sister-in-law. Really? I'm prepared to say that. Isn't one of your friends a dancer? Uh, a Magic Mike dancer? He's, he's in Magic Men. So yeah. He does a lot of the stage shows. Yeah. Yeah. Have you like d- right I, I, into it. The dancing is quite intense, right? It is. Yeah. Have you done any, like, do you dance at your hens parties? Well, the thing that people that would surprise people a lot is no one wants the dancing, right? Well, I'm a horrendous dancer. Yeah, I, I've got two left feet. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. There's a lot of wrong assumptions people make of me as a stripper. Oh no, I've never thought that you were going to be a good dancer. Yeah, no. right. <laughs> but but the, I just want to know, like, is that do you go in and dance, or are you just more like? It's a completely different style. More so than anything, you just have to bring like good energy and yeah. entertainment. And like you saw, you have a few props, like my big. Purple dildo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just learn how to like have fun, entertain the crowd, and that's like yes. the biggest thing. And you don't necessarily have to be, you know, an amazing dancer because what they'll appreciate more than anything is actually just being like uh, quite entertaining. Yes. And now I think if like if it was the other way around, if I had like a female stripper, I'd probably just want someone like really sexy. <laughs> yeah, um, you like I don't and just getting to, like close to me. If they were just doing rub like your tits on me, I don't need to know about like your career. Were, well, if they were doing like this break dancing like two <laughs> meters away, I couldn't give less fucks because I wouldn't appreciate that dance moves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Maybe just gr- gyrate on me. Yeah. It's so important. The one that we had at Steph's, he basically had zero personality. And he just, by the end of it, we just put him into the kitchen and just got him to make us drinks. Mm. And he just stood there like this. Like zero personality. Yeah. And someone made him drive and go and buy vapes. 
Really, just to kind of like get literally turned him into an Uber driver. Yeah, yeah. Because well. he just couldn't, like, couldn't, no energy, no personality, yeah, none well, of that stuff. That's the key. I do actually say, which people think just such such nonsense coming out of my mouth. But like the <laughs> most fundamental thing for being a good stripper is actually being a good person. Yeah. Because you got to know how to read the room so quickly. Yeah. With every uh, event that you go to, there's so much like variation within the energy levels, and you're gonna so quickly be onto that. So yeah, because you never know what you're walking into. It's like walking into a lion's den. Yeah, because right. the event details would just be hens. But within that, there's so much variation in like the energy levels, the age, all those things. They could be extremely drunk. Uh, they could be sober as, as hell because it's earlier in the day. Yeah. Um, and you don't know what you're walking into. So when you do like a strip, there's like the boundary is always in a different spot. Yeah. Um, so for some people, like they'll be very rowdy. They're trying to pull your clothes off from the get-go. <laughs> and you think like, all right, well, I can get away with a little bit yeah, more yeah. here. Like that, that's yeah. what they want to see. And then others that are really like reserved. So you kind of just have to match that as well. Slowly, yeah. Yeah. And then, like, after you do the strip, if you do, like, a couple of hours of uh, the waitering as well, yeah. like, so much of that is actually just engaging and, and interacting. Yeah. So you you are more than just being, like, eye candy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I could not do it. Not that I would ever do it, but, like, I could not. I also think it would be so much more um, terrifying for a chick, right? Mm. Imagine a girl. Like, I remember my brother's. We threw, they threw like a house party. My parents were going out for dinner or something. And my brothers were like, oh, we're going to have some guys around and whatnot. And next minute I know there's these two chicks, stark naked. Sorry, they had tiny little yeah. fair, like mm. teeth flossing G-strings on and just their tits out, right? And it was in peak winter. It was so cold. I was walking around in Ugg boots. And they were just walking around with their boobs out. And I was like – I. I I mean, I take my hat off to you because, like, I – you couldn't pay me 10 grand to do that right now. I, you must be so fucking cold. And these guys weren't even paying them attention. They were just like, yeah, go and get us a beer. And I was like, I would – I feel so degraded for you. Like, it was a really – it was a shit scene. Like, there was no music on. It was my mum and dad's house. And then there was just these two chicks with their tits out. Mm, yeah. So – Well, I'd probably say maybe the unfortunate reality is – for me doing it, like, I'd say it's much more playful. Of course. Whereas when Chick's doing it, it's a little bit more sexual. Yeah, it is. That's probably just the creepy nature of guys. Yeah, it but, is. Whereas, yep. like, the vast majority of time, the time, I find that women are just, like, really respectful. Like, know how to have fun. Yeah. But also are respectful as well. And I think they – well, I think you will always be able to be like, hey, no. Mm. And they'll be like, okay, okay, yeah. Yes. <laughs> right? Yeah. There's the occasional time that doesn't happen, though. <laughs> Yeah. Really? Um, yeah, I'd say, like, most of the time I'm very good at just, like, knowing how to handle myself, and it's pretty rare that I feel uncomfortable. Have you ever felt uncomfortable? Yeah, there are times. Really? Yeah, so normally most people, what they have you do got a, is... Have you they, got a safe word? No, but normally what most people, they'll collect their money first thing when they arrive. Yes. So that means if things go pear-shaped, they can just leave and they've already got their money, and you're you're allowed to do that. You're just yep. like, I don't feel comfortable, you know, you, you piss me off for these reasons, and I'm yep. out of here. And me just being, like, relaxed in most situations, I don't really collect the money at the start because I don't really care. Yeah. Because I never really see it going that way. Yeah. But there's there's actually the occasional time where I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know, shit's, like, escalating. There might be drama within the group and then they become volatile with each other and then that comes on back out to me. Oh, God. And there'll be times where I'm like, oh, since this is a bit of downtime, do you mind if I just collect the money now? And it's almost, like, preparing because I could be out of here at any moment. Have you ever had to smoke bomb quickly? Yeah, yeah, I did once. What? Only once and it was kind of quite recent. Why? Oh, there was just drama. They were, they were in, like, their 30s, but there was, like, 
dramas that they were just now uh, like carrying on like olds. children yeah yeah um exes and things like that oh god yeah and it was exactly that it, it firstly started as hostility amongst the group and then it was just such a negative energy um that you're that, like i can't bring them back to, i can't bring anything back from yeah this, and right? i was like what am i actually doing here like you're not, i'm not able to play any fun games lighten the mood and yeah. i'm wasting my time and the fact yeah. that you're also being rude to me like i'm oh, not yeah. gonna put up with that Oh, yeah, so, good. Yeah. I, sometimes I will just, like, uh, draw the line in the sand. Yeah. And be like, all right, well, I'm out of here. So I need to wrap this up because we've been talking for too long now. Classic uh, Amy. Yeah. But thank you so much for joining me. Mm. I think it's really interesting. Um, you know, I... I used to have girlfriends who were younger and they would do stripping, but they were just doing that. So I think it's really interesting that you've got two things going and they're both like chalk and cheese, right? But essentially both things that you're doing are making people's lives better. So they're both rewarding in some mm. sense, right? Yeah. One you're doing fully closed and the other not so <laughs> much, like, right? More nude than anything. But I still think that's probably why you enjoy it so much. Mm. I mean, apart from the one that you've had to smoke bomb out of, but like, it's. It would definitely be fulfilling during the week, quite rewarding, quite fun on yeah, the weekend. Yeah. It's a dynamic that works quite well for me. When I was yeah. just doing physio, I found, found life boring. Mm. If I was just doing stripping, I'd find that way too exhausting. Absolutely. But the two of them actually keeps me, you know, inspired in different directions. And I think yeah. that's important. I have like this more professional, studious side, which I really enjoy. Yeah. But then I have this uh, more playful side, and I enjoy that uh, being able to add that like color to my life. Yes. Uh, I really enjoy that aspect. I think if you have a strong mindset, it's so empowering. Yeah. And in relation to stripping, for example, the single greatest thing that will rule people out is confidence. Yes. Like, it rules, most people just rule themselves out due to confidence. Yes. And I'll say that's how they're linked together because yeah. I kind of preach about, like, mindset and I try to do these things yep. um, and embody all of that. Then that allows me to go do other things with yep. my life. I say the same thing. I think the biggest thing the number one thing that holds people back are their own personal... Um, Limitations. Yeah, really. And the minute you stop caring about what other people think and live without inhibitions, like, it, there's so many doors open up for mm. you, right? Mm. And you can just live a really fantastic life. Yeah. I've said... I, I speak about that all the time. Unfortunately, I think in today's society, people do. They put far too much onus on what, you know, Jane over there in the corner is thinking of how I'm dressed and, you know, oh, I can't possibly get up on the dance floor and dance like a crazy woman or do my slut dropping because so-and-so is going to, you know, talk about it to so Who cares? Who cares, right? Mm. It doesn't yeah. matter what anyone else thinks. It's definitely a superpower to have that mindset. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, well, thank you so much. If you want to slide into Ash's DMs and book him for jobs or... Yeah, well, I, I suppose where you can find me, Ashton Powers. Yeah. Is well, my Instagram. We're going to put we all of this that. in the show notes. Okay. So we'll put your handle in the show notes. Yeah. What else have you got? Then it's my physio page, so yep. the philosophical physio. So can so, people book you, like, do you come and massage people? Have you got a massage bed? If, if people, I do. So do you? <laughs> Don't tell me you give happy endings. No. No, not yet. <laughs> okay. When, cool. when I tell people that are, you know, a physio and I'm on jobs, I often ask, can I get a massage as well? Oh. <laughs> so that's just my Maybe I just need to start doing, like, you know, naked physio or some. some I mean, like I feel like there is an absolute market out there. Yeah, right? I think I'd be deregistered pretty quickly. <laughs> you absolutely would. Maybe you could start an OnlyFans account. Yeah. And maybe you can do your, like, physioing slash massaging slash stripping slash. A little bit of everything. A bit of everything. Anyway, yeah. thank you for joining me. I will put all of Asha's details in the show notes. You can reach out to him or you can just watch the video, have a perv. You can follow him. I'm pretty sure I put him on my Instagram once. That was pretty entertaining. <laughs>
I don't think I've received more like more followers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which brother do you like? This one's a cop. This one's a physio. I think I left out the part of you being, being a stripper. Being Did a I? fake cop. Maybe that can be the, the latest update. The good cop, bad cop. Yeah. Anyway. What's your type? Thank you for joining me. It's been really interesting. I mean, I knew most of this stuff, but I think it's really interesting for people to hear both sides of like you know the careers that you have going on and how you can do both. Yeah. And I will chat with you guys next Wednesday. Well, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure. <laughs> All right. I feel like we could have gone for you know, another hour uh, or so. I knew. I've got a lot more questions, somewhere. but I, I know I've got to pull the pin somewhere. But mm. thank you. And I will love you and leave you. And bye, guys. Mwah. <laughs>